Have you been looking for a Taekwondo podcast with qualified people who know what they're talking about, who help you keep up with everything going on in the Taekwondo world? Well, you found it. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. Taekwondo news, competitions and other events, training and sports science, keeping the fans, coaches, and high-performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Let's do this. This is the Taekwondo Podcast. And now your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. Hello and welcome to the Taekwondo Podcast. We're a podcast based out of Austria, in English language, for everyone out there who likes Taekwondo. In this episode, we talk with Grandmaster Song Yong Su, a Grandmaster from Canada, from Toronto, Olympic coach, very experienced friend. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Coach Cesar Valentin. With me is Coach and Grandmaster Song Yong Su. Hi, sir. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Well, it's uh, very nice to have you here. This is the first episode of our second season, and it, no, no one else better to start a new season has a friend, a mentor, a grandmaster like you, sir. It's an honor to have you here. So for those out there who don't know who you are, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, my name is Chung Yong Su, and uh, I'm from the Canada, and I live in Toronto right now. Uh, 42 years in Canada, and I'm originally from the Seoul, Korea. So, Canada and Korea, quite a big distance, but you've been, achieved an amazing life in Canada. Can you tell us a bit about uh, how you started, how you ended up there, and what you've been doing the last 42 years? Um, when I finished my athletic career, and uh, the, my last career was Korea Marines team. And then after that, and then I became a coach. And then there was a lot of demand, and they want me to go to Canada. So I ended up with the Canada and the Toronto. I had a choice of the Europe and the Canada, but uh, I chose the Canada for whatever reason. And the Canada was less developed than the Europe. So since that time, and it took up 42 years and many stories in it. <laughs> well, uh, I know you personally for a, a while and you're a... I'm happy to say that I'm one of your friends, and it's uh, listening to you in the outside offline of this podcast have been amazing stories. You've basically been to every Olympic Games. Yes, I did uh, many, many Olympic Games, and uh, started with uh, 1988. It wasn't a main event, but uh, demonstration sports. Um, so 1988, Seoul Olympic, and then 1992, Barcelona Olympic. And then also uh, continuously, and then I produced uh, Olympians and uh, Sydney and Beijing and uh, uh, Greece, Athens. Um, and then also uh, uh, London Olympic as well. And then last one is my uh, participant in the Tokyo was uh, one of the Olympians from Canada, Yvette Young, and then I had a chance. So we went to the Tokyo Olympic, was the last one. Well, yeah, it's an amazing and impressive curriculum. I think you're the only coach I know was in all the Olympics involved with Taekwondo as a coach. And then the thing, when you look at the, the Tokyo Olympics, especially the very most recent one, it was a different one. It was after the pandemic. Uh, it was 
pushed one year. It was all, all the restrictions. It was the first event with a total new ranking system. It was uh, the, the, selection, the selection for Yvette, number one in the, her world ranking, was quite troublesome. And you managed to have some quite an interesting experience. How did the, the path all the way to the Tokyo Olympics went for you? How early did you know you were going to the Olympics and how did you prepare for it? Um, even and myself and then our target was Olympic, obviously, and then many coaches and an athlete, they chasing for the, the end of their dreams towards to the Olympic. However, um, uh, is minus 46 originally, and she's in the minus 46 ranking number one in the world. However, in the Olympic ranking is, wasn't, uh, that high. So Olympic ranking was a minus seven and the six ups and downs. And that depends on the games result. However, and then we tried it our best and somehow and the end and we couldn't make it and the took and they took one step before us. So we lost the chance for the just go without any continent the selections. So. However, and then I got the news right after that, and then Oceania and their Finway first division was disqualified, so they couldn't make it, they couldn't produce. So obviously, and according to the, our rules, not our rules, WT rules, Olympic rules, and then whoever is highest rankers can participate. So we thought in the bad it was automatically but uh, they just keep delayed and delayed and delayed when i find out just uh, two months before the olympic I, I couldn't believe and then not before the uh the the surprise and the pressure of the participating in the olympic but the, it was just uh, two months before and we got the final note and we could go it was a little bit too hard on athlete and myself as well because we give it a wrap. I can't believe that preparation and prioritization leading up to a two month event to pick at uh, just uh, eight weeks away. It's an uh, amazing amount of pressure to, to both the coach and athlete. And I congratulate you for the, the to having the, the stomach to, to deal with these things, and especially the athlete to deal with the pressure. She's an amazing person, and I'm so happy that she got to go to Tokyo. Um, after Tokyo, the Tokyo results were quite strange because the biggest powerhouses of Taekwondo Korea didn't uh, got any gold medal. And of course, we knew that it would cause a, a storm and the entire... Uh, landslide in uh, in the way Taekwondo is managed. We expected that. We, there was immediately talks about uh, changing the system, changing the game. And it came a few months later that WT changed uh, the competition format and its uh, competition rules in a way that was never seen before. Where, and now we have since February the best of three system. We have uh, different uh, fighting styles. We have different rules. They changed it. They improved it. They adapted in the last uh, six months. Next week, we're recording this podcast still in August, but it's going to be published in, in September. So this week, we have already new rules. You're going to be at the Grand Prix with the new rules. Um, what do you think about all these changes? And then way I look at it, all the way to the back and then when they changed the rules and the very first 
uh, I understood and then I agreed for the safety of the athlete and then way of uh, managing the games and the referees and then fairness all these things put together so there's a uh, there's a lot of change was there however uh, if there is a change and then we have to give them the athlete and the coaches they can prepare for this okay and the change is nothing is wrong if everybody agree and the majorities agree however we have to give them enough time to adopt and then without the much enough chance or time and then there will be a lot of confusions and a lot of uh, disagreement and then uh, the basically and then we choose to making the ourselves very negative and then uh, feelings and our community is going to come out there. This podcast is supported by Hawken Dynamics. Hawken Dynamics believes that technology is most useful when it stays out of your way. That's why Hawken developed the world's first wireless force plate system with extreme usability. It is the quickest, easiest to use and most robust solution on the market. It is trusted by all sports organizations large and small, as well as tactical, military and rehabilitation environments around the globe. It's force testing in the palm of your hand. Here at Vintekondo Center, we use Hawken Dynamics to test and monitor our team. The cloud-based platform allows us to access data and publish a variety of reports on the go. My favorites are trend reports and, of course, weight reports, where I can monitor different metrics to view progress and identify performance indicators, or to compare weights to a baseline data range. I use it on a daily basis to identify readiness. A simple jumping test takes me less than a minute to assess the entire team. Having my own Hawken Dynamics force plates allows me to test reactive strengths, maximum strengths, rate of force development, asymmetry and so much more. The real-time feedback on the app is useful not only for testing, but as a training tool, making it more accurate and at the same time more engaging for the athletes. If you are interested in learning more about Hawken Dynamics or getting your own, the team can be reached at info at hawkendynamics.com or on Instagram or Twitter at hawkendynamics. This podcast is sponsored by First Beat Sports. First Beat Sports combines the most comprehensive analytics in team sports with a customizable interface to support real-time monitoring, recovery monitoring, performance management, and much more. The result? Data-driven decisions that support your athletes and team training, recovery, and performance goals. First Beat Sports is trusted by professionals. Over 23,000 athletes representing over 1,000 teams around the world rely on the solution to train and plan with confidence on a team and individual level using HRV-based insights. For more information, please visit our website, firstbeat.com sports. When talking about Taekwondo training, we need to talk about Athlete Analyzer. Athlete Analyzer is the first Taekwondo-specific athlete monitoring system. It is used by both national teams, regional squads and small clubs to maximize performance, prevent injuries and communicate with both athletes and trainer teams. Athlete Analyzer is a cloud-based system with a friendly smartphone app. You can plan and monitor every aspect of your training even when you are not in the gym with your team. The easy-to-use video analysis tool is not like anything you've seen. It helps you understand your athletes and even their opponents, making this app the only tool you need to manage your team. Before I used Athlete Analyzer, I spent an absurd amount of time in front of the computer, creating spreadsheets and using half a dozen software solutions. I have athletes in my center, but also abroad, and with Athlete Analyzer, it's much easier to communicate, plan, and monitor their development. Now that I have extra time, 
I can focus on what matters, training my athletes, and it still leaves me some room to do other stuff, like this Taekwondo podcast. Athlete Analyzer offers you a two weeks free trial. Visit them at athleteanalyzer.com to sign up, or click on the link in the episode's description. To get the most of your free trial, I recommend you first book a free personal demonstration with Nicholas. It will give you a great insight of what Athlete Analyzer has to offer you and your team. It is well worth the time. You're listening to the Taekwondo Podcast. Now back to your hosts, Coach Caesar Valentim and Peter Nessler. I saw the, the the new rules being implemented for the first time in a big event. It was now at the Cadets and World Championships. And the big European nations couldn't even make more than one or two medals. The obvious uh, winners of the of the new game are Korea, Iran, Uzbekistan. And that was something that we were f- afraid that uh, it wouldn't adapt. And that somehow the rules were made to cancel the fighting style of the Europeans. Soon as when I found out uh, uh, they couldn't do it uh, above the waistline and then three kicks and then you are going to get penalized, penalized and then and the moving backward or whatever. However, this and the moving forward and the three kicks, that one is obviously you can see, but the moving backward is very much center of his core. And uh, the, we have to we have to remember this, and the rule is one thing for the games. However, and then we don't want to lo- ruin the taekwondo and the aspect of the original taekwondo. Yeah, the technical aspect I'm talking about. Yeah, well, the the rules also mentioned that the grabbing and the uh, and the kicks and the clinch and the, especially the dirty grabbing clinching would be uh, avoided, and we see that it didn't happen. That the referees let you do a game that is mostly grabbing and pushing, and no longer the the kicks or the action that they wanted it to do with the new rules. They tried their best. I could see that all the referees they worked very hard, and uh, you know the few days because we don't have a professional referees at this moment. All other sports they have a professional referees, so they just work with that, make a living with it. But the taekwondo is not yet, and it all depends on the volunteer base. However, and they've been participated in these games, many, many games and many years, and then they're getting and better and better and better. And then I cannot doubt for that. However, and still, we made rules and tried for, uh, for the fairness. But uh, right now, the referee has a lot of power to make uh, some something happening and then if i'm the center referee and then i'll be honest with you i don't know can i be there really there and that this is a little bit question to me for you personally okay so and nothing to do with other referees but i'm just a little bit concerned about it i think that uh the good referees, the ones that are closer to becoming professional referees, they do have uh, very good fairness. What worries me is that we know we have a lot of events. Every week we have big G tournaments with uh, 60, 70 referees, and it's impossible to get in every event professional referees, and you will get some that will not be able to basically be fair to both sides. And I, from you, we all know from experience that sometimes the referees tend to favor one of the other or the other player, especially even on the same action. And that's something that it's not uh, clear that the same 
action made by different players have different outcomes from the referee penalties decision because there is a, a little bias and that's uh, something that happens with the mostly younger referees or not so experienced referees and I think that it's something that uh, will be fixed. This, the question with the, the, the rules regard, going back to the world championships now in juniors because it was the, the biggest event uh, with the new rules um, why do you think Uzbekistan, Korea and Iran managed to go so well with the new rules while the Europeans that work so uh, intensively on studying and learning the rules uh, couldn't make it? Uh, first of all, uh, I don't mind to say and uh, Korea, Uzbekistan and Iran and their fundamental is really solid. So whoever has a great fundamentals and then when they comes to the adopt some new rules and they know how to handle it and this, but uh, some people they use for great advantage of the physical which is taller than the others bigger than the others even the same weight division and some of them is obviously very different body types and we can see that so uh, when they used to have uh, just a touching the head and then it doesn't matter and what kind of impact and then as long as you touch first and the point comes out and then and that's not much to do with the techniques way I look at it but a uh, new rules they try to avoid those things avoid those things and the grabbing is tr you try not to grab it is absolutely that is the right way to do it because and then whoever is uh, you know the hidden one which is a lot of Koreans and they're very sharp and the very light body moves. However, and the first round and the second round and if they don't make properly and the third round they getting the hard time because size different is always is going to tell you towards to the third round it's hard game. So as you see the cadet and the junior games at the world championships and the first round a lot of Koreans they met a gap so the game didn't even last that long and then maybe 30 seconds some of them is just I could count one two three four seven seconds and the 12 point gaps comes out high section two times in the body couple of times and just already 10 point and then then couple of uh, comp jumps and then the 12 point 12 gap and then uh, some the opponent couldn't make it not even one point because of no chance to uh, catch them. So that's good and the bad things, but uh, I think a lot of countries and they scare about it. Do you think that the uh, difference on the fighting style will also transcend to the seniors and it will always be like, it also be like that? Do you think these world championships in Guadalajara, they will be like that? Uh, seniors are a little bit different because the seniors are more experienced and they prepared. So. When you come to the senior level and it doesn't really matter and uh, they are very good at it, uh, they already experience and the time and the distance matters. Timing and the distance matters is very important and that they know how to kick properly and punches. So juniors and then uh, cadets, less experienced ones, has more problems with adults, deal with somebody's really equipped. <laughs> so I guess we as coaches, we have to go back to the fundamentals, especially with the younger ones. Huh? Absolutely, I always believe, and then if we concentrate more and then spend more time, 
maybe their development is a little bit slow than the, the like a quick. How, however, and when we look at, for the long term athletic development, and then I think that's the better. And we spend more time for the fundamentals. It's funny to talk about the uh, long-term athlete development, uh, being a Canadian, of course, uh, the device system developed in Canada. Um, is there something that you as a coach in your dojang do differently that no one else is doing? Uh, no, uh, I don't have any secret and there is no such a thing as a secret. However, how determined and then how desperate you wanted to have and then maybe a just a half crazy is maybe not enough and you have to be completely so eventually in the future down the future and then a level of competitors is going to be divided with pro level and then amateur level you think the the dichotomy will be really be increasing like there will be more separation of the pros and the amateurs in the near future I look at it that way and then maybe they don't get paid. However, and the level of differences, gap is that much different. And then now it's more and more and more because a lot of people say, and the uh, Taekwondo high performance, uh, a little level is just only handful. I don't think so because they forgot and the world population is a grow double, triple mm-hmm. compared to the 20, 30 years ago. So, Maybe you give it up doesn't mean that your people around you is they are going to give it up. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, it was a pleasure having you here. And everyone out there, I have to apologize for the quality of the sound. We are in an event, a training camp, and of course, in the hotel lobby, we can hear a lot of background noise, but I'm sure that uh, everyone at home didn't mind about it because the content and the knowledge from Master Chong is priceless. Thank you again. I hope to have you again in the podcast in the near future. My pleasure. Thank you, everyone. It was a pleasure being here with you again. Um, this was a Taekwondo podcast. If you haven't already, listen to the other episodes from the first season that are already available wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're publishing new episodes every Tuesday. Stay tuned, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a positive review and share it with your friends. See you next week. You've been listening to the Taekwondo podcast, keeping the fans, coaches and high performance athletes up to date with the latest news and trends on Olympic Taekwondo. Your host, Coach Cesar Valentim, has almost 20 years of experience with high performance Taekwondo and has worked all around the world as a Taekwondo trainer. Peter Nessler has been teaching Taekwondo for more than 20 years and he's currently one of the top referees in Europe. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at Taekwondo Podcast, on Facebook at Taekwondo Cast, and the website TaekwondoPodcast.com. See you next time.